0: I would like to talk with everyone about one of our first legislative imperatives um, for this year, and that is the, I always have to take a deep breath before I say this, the (laughs) Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act of 2019. (laughs) So much like Cogswell-Macy, this is a bill that ACB and you all have been working on for quite some time. Uh, since 2013 113th Congress so last year when I had just joined ACB in February of, of 2019 our legislative seminar ask and the imperative was to have this bill reintroduced in the 116th Congress well we did it we checked that box Representatives Maloney from New York and Bill Arrakis from Florida re- kept the bill bipartisan. They reintroduced it last summer, HR 4129. So we're done, right? We, we can move on. What's, what's the next item, Claire? I mean, I'm, I'm giving back a whole bunch of time yeah. here. So no, we're not done. Um, currently, the bill, it, it, it has been introduced. It's been introduced in the House, again, H.R. 4129. It is a bipartisan piece of legislation that would call for a five year pilot program within the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS. Um, This five year pilot program would allow doctors to prescribe durable, excuse me, low vision devices like other pieces of durable medical equipment. This is valued at $2.5 million a year, $12.5 million total. I mean, you just heard the numbers that Charles Cooper was throwing around for campaigns, this election cycle. Um, Everyone's seen the um, figures coming out of the presidential budget. As Jeff Tom said, the numbers just keep going up, 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 up. $12.5 $12.5 million, like that could fall out of Congress's couch cushions. <laughs> you know, you could be in the office. When you're in the office, just reach between the cushions. See if you find $12.5 million. Jeez. So, the current bill, again, uh, you know, it's been great working with staff for Representatives Maloney and Bill Arrakis. Um, I think total there are seven bipartisan co sponsors. In addition to the, the lead sponsors, there's Steve Cohen, Democrat from Tennessee. There's um, Representative Fitzpatrick, a Republican from Pennsylvania. Representative Wild, a Democrat from Pennsylvania. Representative Wagner, a Republican from Missouri. Representative Schiff, a Democrat from California, right, Claire? This nope. making, no, Washington? California, California. all right, good. Caught her with her mouth full. Yeah. So not only is it a bipartisan bill, but as you can see, it's, it's rural, it's urban, it's coast to coast, it's, it's throughout the middle of the country as well. And the, the staff and the board had some training this week, and we were talking about setting smart goals, goals that are specific, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and, and timely. And I think that this is the, an appropriate bill where ACB and our members can have a smart goal. Uh, you know, seven co-sponsors, that's, that's good, that's good. It's been higher in years past. It's never been as high as 50 co-sponsors. But I think that 50 co-sponsors here in the 116th Congress, and especially 50 offices for Claire and me to follow up with... <laughs> after everyone fills out their Hill feedback forms. Which you're all going to do. That's right. So, so we, have a, we have a number of smart goals here. And in the House, it's, yeah, Claire and I want feedback forms with this issue introduced to, at minimum, 150 members of Congress. There are 435 of them. We're not setting folks up for failure here. That's that's about a third. We can do that. And on those 150 feedback forms, you'll see for this legislative imperative, on a scale of one to five, how engaged and interested was your office in this bill? And if you put down a four or five, Claire and I are going to follow up with that office, with the intent and knowing that they're so interested in becoming a co-sponsor, that if they didn't sign up with you tomorrow, that by you all following up and by us following up, they'll be a co-sponsor by the end of the month. So, so not only do we want feedback for 150 offices on this bill, but by the end of the month, we wanna have 50 house co-sponsors for this bill. So help us do that here in the House with your meetings tomorrow on this piece of legislation. One more point on this bill. There has never been a Senate companion bill introduced on this issue. There's no reason this bill cannot be bipartisan and bicameral. Claire will use those words later on here this afternoon. Mm We have, we've been working with another member from New York, Senator Gillibrand, Democrat from New York, and Senator Gillibrand's staff wants to introduce this bill. They've been reaching out to their Republican colleagues. We have been working with other organizations. Um, Folks heard yesterday during the President's Affiliates meeting from Matt Ader with Vespero. They support this legislation. Paul Schrader. I almost said Schroeder. Like Rachel Schroeder because it's spelled that way, <laughs> but Paul Schrader from Ira. Ira is a supporter of this legislation. Um, OrCam, another device manufacturer, they support this legislation. National Industries for the Blind, the American Foundation for the Blind, the National Association for the Employment of People Who Are Blind (NAEPB) they support this bill. And as Lee Nasahi from VisionServe spoke yesterday. VisionServe is a supporter of this bill as well because they know how important it is for folks to receive the devices as well as services as they need to remain independent and as you know, vital members of their community. And also, it's a heck of a lot cheaper to live in the community you know, surrounded by friends and family where you have a support network in place and to maintain your independence than it is to go into an assisted living center. So our smart goal here for the Senate, we want to have a bipartisan bill. So as you fill out this form, all, all we need is one senator to say yes, to have a bipartisan bill introduced. So we want at least five offices that we can follow up with based off of your Hill feedback. We anticipate you sharing this with many more offices, but especially those of you with Republican senators. We need you all to bring this up to them tomorrow. We need you to fill out your Hill feedback forms and share those forms with us so that we know what offices that we can follow up with to have a bipartisan Senate companion bill to HR 4129 introduced by the end of March. We have about five minutes before our next panel. So, any questions on the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act of 2019 in the 116th Congress? All right. so right here. Michael Towley okay. with the fast hands. <clears throat> yes, uh, Clark, uh, this is Alan. Alan Peterson. Wondering if you had any nibbles, any Um, potential Republicans that you might have have shown some interest? Sure. Um, So, for example, I was speaking with the the folks from ACB of Indiana yesterday because ORCAM made an introduction to staff for Senator Mike Braun, Um, so they will be bringing this issue to his attention. Um, We've been working closely with the, the Florida Council of the Blind uh, because a Republican representative from the House introduced this bill, and uh, at the time, the legislative um, health care aid for Bill Arrakis is now on staff of Senator Rick Scott from Florida. Um, so we thought that that was a, a natural progression. Um, however, the senator from Florida does not want to introduce any bills. That have a price tag, even if that price tag is twelve point five million dollars. It's not that much, I mean. So, so the uh, Senator Gillibrand's office is reaching out as well. I believe they are. They would like to reach out to Senator Tillis from North Carolina. Um, I know that the both Dakotas have Republican senators who could be good candidates for this bill. Um, Folks from NAEPB and Alpha Point have reached out to the the senators from Missouri as well. Um, So we're we're working with our our partners um, here in the D.C. area as well as around the country. You know, in in contacting the affiliates, uh, when we've been reaching out to folks in their states as well. Um, But we really need all of your help too. Do you have time for one more quick question? we got one, time for okay. one more. All right. Hang on. Here we go. Coming to you. Thank you sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Clark Clark Ray Campbell here. Um, last year, when we took this legislation up, we were asked, I think it was by Senator Duckworth's office, uh, do we have any idea of how many people could benefit from this? I know that's kind of one of the reasons we're trying to do the demonstration project, but you know, sometimes responding to numbers might be of help do we have any 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 ideas on that sure and and I'm sorry Ray I, I don't have the numbers um, because the uh, you know the eyeglass exclusion has been in effect since 2008 and Medicare is not covering anything with a lens um, we we don't have that data I mean we can look up data um, just as everyone else can do for their states, to find the number of people, uh, you know, with vision loss in your state, and all of those people are potentially someone who could benefit from, you know, eventually removing the, the eyeglass exclusion.